You are listening to the Conversational Selling Podcast with Nancy Calabrese. Hi, it's Nancy Calabrese, and it's time for Conversational Selling, the podcast where sales leaders and business experts share what's going on in sales and marketing today. And it always starts with the human conversation. Today, we're speaking with Caesar Hasselman, an author, mentor, coach, business consultant, and founder of AMH Consultancy. He helps small to medium business owners achieve the same success he had, cornering several industries and building a company with 120 employees from the ground up. Caesar is the author of The Life Breakthrough, a quick guide with simple steps on the fastest and easiest way to find success, harmony, and work balance in your life. Caesar's goal is to empower passionate, ambitious business owners to have it all, a profitable, sustainable business, and a fulfilling personal life. This is going to be fun, everyone. Welcome to the show, Caesar. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It's my pleasure to be to be here with you guys today and exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. And Caesar's making a special effort being in Australia. He's up at 4.30-ish in the morning. Yeah, it's 4 o'clock here. Now it's 4.13 a.m. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, I want to just ask you, you're all about work balance in your life. And I think that's such a hot topic nowadays in business. Tell us your thoughts on that. Uh, Nancy, um, I came from a very busy country and, and America is not different. Um, when you, you try to survive and you try anything that you need to do to be able to succeed and Sundays you just arrive in a place that you're working 60, 70, sometimes more hours per week. Yeah. And, and and life is guiding you through, actually. You don't know exactly what you're doing um, for your future. What you know is you're fighting and, and trying to find a way to keep yourself uh, and your family out of the water, um, paying your bills right. and doing things that others can do to feel a kind of freedom that's actually... Um, don't don't make you any happy right so yep and then for me my my big breakthrough to understand life work balance was when i when i have my company that i grow too quick and i arrived one day when my son my son was born and i just could stay with him one week and a half and the next six months was very hard for me to stay back home. So we, we used to have four different offices in four different um, states. And what's very, well, it's very complicated to try to grow in a country that you are responsible for the citizens that are your employees. Um, right. And then... One day in my life, I arrive in a place that I say it's, it's not about the game anymore. It's not about grow, 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 be number one, number one anymore. Uh, my life is passing by and my relationship with the mother of my son and with my son doesn't exist. 
And, yeah. I, and I said, you know what? Uh, and my president was changing um, in that period of time anyway, 2008, 2009. And the price okay. was arriving. So I was not happy. I didn't like much to deal with my business partners. In any way, we have so much water under that bridge that we could not fix anymore. And I, I look mm-hmm. around and I say, what is that about? Why should you, I keep trying to do this that so hard? And I say, you know what? I'm going to change everything. I'm going to focus more on my family. I'm going to focus more on me. I'm going to check what I can do. And I, and I start to try to find a country that, that I could live that has less okay. pressure from the international trades that my, my country have, right? And majority of the countries around the planet. And then that was the way that I found Australia. And I choose okay. Australia by, by choice of the economy that I would like to live in because um, you have a very good, stable uh, life in this country and they don't have so much impact from external needs because Australia in this stage that I arrived here almost have no international trades, right? I'm not talking about okay. the big companies. I'm not talking about coal. I'm not talking about mining. I'm talking about uh, all the other products that Australia used to have were, were created and, and, and was staying the country. So huh. this, this helps a lot for the, the pressure from overseas uh, crisis, uh, n- not arriving here as badly as was around the planet. So that was one, one thing that I choose to change my life, to be able to find my my life work balance right and then huh. and then i try and then i i figured it out other things so it needs to be a city that's close to the ocean because i love to surf it needs to be a place that has almost the same equatorial line to keep the same weather because of my young son and it needs to be a city that's growing faster than the other cities um in australia to allow me opportunity to find jobs or create my own business. And, right. and that's the way that's the way that I found Brisbane and Australia uh, 14 years ago. And since wow. since that my life my life balance just um, increased a lot. For the first the first three to four years is all about learning and changing and challenging um, is the price of change, right? But yeah. But after that, I found the country that I fell in love with that allows me to be myself and to do what I love. So um, yeah. everyone has the chance to do that. This could be not changing country. This could be changing what you do. This could be changing your right. environment. This could be changing the people that you deal with. This could be the way you deliver things. This could be taking the focus away from the money and focusing the things that make you happy and fulfill yourself plus giving something back to people. So this is is the other breakthrough that I have had in the past. I discovered that I can make money when I help people, not when I'm chasing for, for the money. Huh. I love that concept. Um, I want to go back to what we started talking about before the uh, podcast. Um, 
how did you grow a company to 120 employees from the ground up? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question, Nancy. Um, it's a it's a lot of things that you do to grow a company, right? First of all, you need to have the mm-hmm. the right connections. You need to be prepared. Second, you need to have the opportunity and see the opportunity, grab the opportunity and make things better. And and okay. And third, um, you need to be not afraid to 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 work. And, and find a way to make things happen. So uh, was a was probably four or five things that was happening at the same time. So I was working in a big marketing group and okay. the company that I was working for uh, gave me the opportunity to work for the main the main business of that group, the business who makes the most as a key account. And when I start to work as a key account for the main company, I start to see that the, the company that I used to work before was very little. But if you compare for with the group, but was the biggest one, potentially to be the biggest one in the segment, in the area. And, okay. And that company was not small. That company um, was with uh, probably 80 employees or more. I'm talking about just the little one, right? which was the technology. Okay. And then what's happened, that group start to collapse because business partnerships start to break down because of ego, money, and other things that I could not see, right? Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that they never gave value was for that, for that small company because the numbers in marketing, they're very, they're very big if you're working with the big accounts. And when you have even a health company that looks little for a group big like that, is actually a big company if you look at from the industry side. And when they start to fight, one of the things that they didn't care was the little company. And the little company was paying a lot of bills without needing it because she was part of the wow. a big company, right? So Yeah. So in that state, I have asked to leave the company and I start to do the same kind of thing that the little company was doing it. Um, okay. And, and the little company was passing by a big problem with the, those, those um, political fights and games inside of a bigger company. And one day, that company got broken in the business partnership. And because I was doing what I was doing, I started to do um, one of the business partners. They came to me and asked if he, if, if I would like to um, have them doing what I was doing because what I was doing is very close to what they were doing, right? Right. And then with that, with that knowledge and that business partnership, this allows me to go crazy. I have the contacts. I know the people, and I say, you know what? I was, I was, uh, uh, I was trying to start something, and I have three people working with me. But now that I have the people who knows much better how to deliver a much bigger volume of of products, they have the people that who can deliver. Why don't you get risk? So. 
what I have done is I made a business plan and I went to a group that has five different industries and I offered to become part of that group to get a solution for all their companies as a startup. Okay. And then after that, we go to the market. So they allow us with a structure. They give us already uh, a break point and break even and a bit of profit because having them as a client from the start, all the four companies, which they were big in the the areas, you know, we talk about oil and gas. We talk about uh, really um, not that small industry, right? They have a bank as okay. well at the backbone of the, the industry. Mm-hmm. And then with that, with that partnership, that allow us to start to grow for from just just to be able to supply them uh, service. I needed twenty something um, employees straight away, so. From one day to the other, after we signed with them, uh, we already started tw- with 20 people, new people starting the business. And wow. And that allowed us. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people to have to hire all at once. Oh, we, uh, what, I, what I have done is with this, with this business partnership, with that little company, they already have 80 employees, right? So yeah. we just we just got the twenty best ones to start from, but not not longer than six months later, we have all of them working for us, and we start to manage which state we're gonna choose to have the the best employees. Because um, if you go for the big cities, you have no you have no commitment from big stars, people that's very good in what they do. They just going to work for who is paying the most, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Huh. we have a city in my country that um, is very consistent. People is very local. Um, and they are, they are very committed with the employment, but they also very good in the deliveries and you don't have many competitors right. there. So, when when we decide to grow, we focus in the city that we have more stable people to work with. And they cheaper okay. as well because you don't have many companies in that city to offer them the kind of job. So um, we, we have grown very strategically on that. Um, and so with the base that we have created with the industry, we, we were allowed to fight for big companies in my in my strategy was always get the bigger uh, get one of the top five clients in each industry because that's the way you make brand okay. right so yep so then we have we have the biggest company oil and gas in my country not part of the group that that, that was Petrobras um, we had uh, one of the biggest banks in commercial bank we have on the biggest bank in, in uh, insurance um, we have okay. uh, two uh, landline companies two mobile companies so we just went for the big what we call the big stars right and yep and that gave us visibility enough to be able to grow everywhere. So my focus was get five clients. Those five clients needs to be those big brands. And then with those big brands, 
we can win awards, yeah. we can do a lot of things because we're going to be invited to do a lot of things. And that's what's happened. We became the second biggest, wow. second largest um, online business in South America. So, and and the, the other thing, we I did a lot of things on the backbone of the, the big marketing companies. Um, I worked directly with a person called Sergio Amado that was um, the CEO of uh, Ogby in in Brazil. Okay. Um, we yeah. we didn't have that close direct relationship. We it's just at the place that he was needing uh, a hand to try to fight for a good account, and even knowing that okay. they have an online arm. Uh, the strategy that I used to put together with my guys um, was was just spot on. So we, the companies that in that level start to know that and we start to win accounts with those big companies, you know. Um, so we have Artplan. We have probably eight big marketing companies in my country that I was the man behind doing the strategic plan to win the big accounts. And these allow, allow us to keep growing without needing to do the paperwork to be to to become a supplier for a big companies or for the government companies because they already have the wow. they already have the contract so make our life easier huh. you know i read um somewhere that you have a keen sense on what's trending how do you have that uh, I believe that when you start to put yourself in in in, in giving solutions for, for companies, you need to understand what they're doing. In, in, I'm not a technician. Um, I'm not a person who knows exactly how you're going to manage or, or, or put down your development in Java or HTML. Um, doesn't matter the technology that you're going you're gonna to use. But I, I know the A to Z uh, I understand the A to Z um, process. And I believe that the secret for you to keep with the trends is understanding your client and understand the different needs from the different part of the client. We will allow, okay. you, we will allow you to be ahead because they need those key points to be able to have... Um, the products or the support that they need to, to sell the 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 the, the service. I'll, I'll give you some examples because I don't know if I'm being very clear. Um, when you when you when you are working with companies, uh, big companies, you need to understand how their their IT structure and mindset is set because they have all the they have all the toys that IT uh, people like to have, but they create limitations to allow marketing, sales, or HR to do the to develop their project, to allow them to touch their budget to keep buying more toys, right? Okay. <laughs> so that's happening in every single area. So the same thing happens with sales and marketing and HR. But the big the big Pandera box that nobody knows how to open. Is the IT. So once IT says we don't have technology or infrastructure to do what you want, people cannot move in, uh, until they give part of the budget to buy something new. But 90% of the time that, that IT says that they cannot do it is for two reasons. One, 
they really think that what they have, they cannot do, and they're not working extra to try to make that happen. And two, okay. and two, they have a plan in place to buy new toys all the time with somebody else's money, right? So if, <laughs> if you understand that and you go to a meeting, then what's happening is if you, if you draw a project with marketing or sales or HR and you don't know exactly what's a, the infrastructure that your, the IT from uh, that company have, you're going to be blocked by IT all the time because they want more money, more money. And sometimes the projects cannot go anywhere because they simply don't have that budget to do it. So, um, wow. and because of that, I fit my company in that, in, in between those four areas, because I know okay. it's much better and easier to grow that way than try new clients. So you go deepen, right? You root yourself in the client. That's the way we call it in sales. So what's happening is some days you're going to make some of those guys not liking you, but the other one going to be loving yep. you. And then, and then next day when you can, can, then can make sense that IT need the new toy, then you make those guys spend more money from the budget with IT, So which means can keep you in a balance with everyone. But once you start to resolve this, the, bring the solution from HR, marketing, uh, uh, and sales, and IT, HR will start to keep you as a bigger supply that they need in the company because you bring harmony, right. you know everyone, and you can deliver it. Make sense? So yep. when you arrive in that level, HR starts to give you some tips in what's going on and allow you to keep, to, to keep doing well and growing because you're helping them. The other thing is you start to make things cheaper because, an example, if you have a company who, who runs a SIP system, a subsystem, every okay. single module that you need for marketing sales, IT, uh, marketing sales and, and HR, is not only complicated in how to deal or interface with the system, but also it's very expensive for the company to, to buy that new module, right? And, right? and I used to base my price in 30 to 30% 30 to 40% of whatever's the, the module uh, that they need to replace to be able to deliver what they need. And, and, I used, okay. and I used to integrate that in a touching few meta to the final client. So, and I call internal clients, right? Uh, and this allows them to keep using the subsystem base without needing to spend the money of the modules to have a much better result in usability for those uh, for the end end clients, which are marketing, um, HR, IT, or sales. That allowed them right. to do much more and allow the company to spend much less. And and that was the secret. That was the real secret. Yeah. Do more and spend less. I kind of like that. You know, I can't believe, Caesar. We, we're, we've run out of time. I, I want to ask you two things. What is the one takeaway you'd like to leave the audience with? Uh, if uh, It looks silly, but before you start to think about growing, you need to be ready. At least you need to have a roadmap. Uh, and that's what I specialize my company into it because uh, – 
as a, as as a small business or as a family business, we never had the tools or access or maybe budget financially to to have the access that the big companies have, uh, information wise right. and planning. And that was a gap that I saw in the industry. So if you if you think to buy another business, if you think about growing your business, if you think about um, um, giving your business for your next generation, or, or you, you must have a planning place to allow yourself to yeah. to to do things without that pain. In my in my process, it's it's beautiful to see that we grow a company for 120 people, but nobody knows how much painful was my first three or four years to try to get it right what I was not organized enough to do in my first year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think we all learn lessons as we uh, progress professionally. I mean, I know I I do. Um, How can my audience find you? Uh, I have a website that's a kind of trial website that's CesarHasselman.com. In there, okay. in there, you can contact me from there. You can have access to my book and what I really do. Um, and I'm, I'm happy, Nancy, if you want it, um, I can send you a link, a specific link in case people want to know more about the book and people can access that through you. Yeah, oh, that would be great. Uh, I'm sure the audience would really appreciate it. Um, well, a huge thank you. I mean, we've just tipped the tip of the iceberg and there's so much more. So I hope that we can spend time um, in another conversation, Caesar, to, to really get to understand your process in more detail. Folks, reach out to Caesar, uh, Caesar and last name Hasselman, H-A-S-S-E-L-M-A-N-N. Check out his website, download the book, and um, I hope you come back, Caesar. Oh, oh, anytime, Nancy. It was very nice to be here with you. Uh, I appreciate and thank for the audience too. Uh, I'm, I'm here to give. Uh, if you need me back, okay. I'll be back. <laughs> okay, that's great. So happy sales day to everyone, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. The Conversational Selling Podcast is sponsored by One of a Kind Sales. If you are frustrated that you don't have enough leads or your sales team complains that they just don't have enough time to prospect, we can help. To work with Nancy and her team to help you manage your sales team, install her proven outbound sales process, and create more bottom line results, email her now at nancy at oneofakindsales.com. To learn more about Nancy and her outbound sales secrets, grab your free copy of her book, The Inside Sales Solution, at oneofakindsales.com forward slash book.